0: Joining us now on the VIN podcast, renowned lobbyist Ezra Friedlander. Ezra made headlines this week after he said he's trying to develop a relationship with squad members, Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib, and he has gotten a lot of backlash from the from community. Ezra, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: and yeah, I'm happy. I want to give you a chance to explain your side of things. And I first want to mention that whether somebody agrees or disagrees with you, I felt that it was unfair that you were personally attacked by members of our community because you're somebody who does. Nobody would disagree. You do many, many good things for the Klal. Your motives are sincere. You're erluch And we should be able to disagree about policy, disagree about something like this, but not personally insult people with whom we disagree.
1: Look, that's the life I chose, right? I I always maintain when you do something in the public square, expect for people to criticize you in the public square. So it's no skin off my back, as they say.
0: Okay, as we've seen. Yeah, look, that certainly turns out to be the case very often, and sometimes it's unfair, but I guess that's a healthy attitude. So do you understand why there's so much backlash, why people are offended? And would you agree that Elon Omar and Rashida Tayyib – uh, have made anti-semitic
1: statements in the past well, that you don't need my uh uh a scummer you don't you don't you don't need me to uh, to agree with you on that it's 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 obvious and uh yeah I mean obviously both both made statements that are beyond the pale absolutely do you think they're anti-semites anti-Semites, it's, the word anti-Semite to me means that I hate you because you're a Jew. I wouldn't, I don't think they, 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 they see it, they see a Jew walking down the street and they say, I hate that person. I, I think it's more complicated than that.
0: Okay. I think uh, people I, might take some issue uh, yeah, specifically sure. and we will get to your sort of perspective and what you're trying to accomplish, but.
1: Yeah, I, I, that- I'm not crawling into their hearts. It's, it, Hate is a very, you know, a lot of people have hate. I have hate. I don't know about you. Most people have a certain level of pre- prejudice. Prejudice, no prejudice. What's the word? Prejudice. 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 They're, they're, people have that. People have that in them. It's, it's, and it's a very, it's, it's natural. I mean, we all have to learn chassidish suddim or to be able to overcome that. But, but I have, I have some of that. You know, not only get talk about. People are, in our own community, you look at this person a certain way, you look at that person a certain way, but I'm not a hater. I don't hate people. So it's I don't like, I don't... It's, it's a very, when you call the word anti-Semite, is a very strong word. We use it so liberally. We use it so like, <laughs> you got to be very careful how you use that word.
0: So I happen to agree, anti-Semitic is overused, and that does then diminish the meaning of it when it really is accurate. Uh, and I just want to, and I don't think Elon uh, uh, Omar has studied too many Hasidish as far. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I, I, some of her statements, as you said, beyond the pale, she equated Israel to Hamas and the Taliban, and she has shown very little remorse. She made a comment famously, infamously about the Benjamins, and then absolutely, she recently said on absolutely. CNN, I didn't know there was an anti-Semitic trope. She, she always, like, claims ignorance, as somehow that's supposed to be some uh, sort of excuse. Uh, we, no,
1: it's inexcusable, inexcusable. Okay. Whatever.
0: So we have you on, on on record about that very clear and categorical about that. I appreciate absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in light of that, I think what everybody's wondering is what are you looking to accomplish? I mean, and tell us walk us through you were at this iftar, which is at this I guess post Ramadan fest um gathering and you you want to develop a relationship There's many many politicians out there who have not had don't have this track record, don't have this history. Um, so what are you
1: trying to accomplish by developing this relationship? I never said I wanted to develop a relationship. I said I laid the foundation for possible uh, communication down the road. If you go to my tweet, you know, you, you, you have to be very careful when you write a tweet because you only have a certain amount of characters. If you go to my tweet, and I would appreciate if you would read it or I could read it. I basically did not set out on a mission to establish a relationship with uh, Omar or uh, uh, Talib, That was not my intention. That was not my objective. That was not my goal. It is not my goal. I am a lobbyist that uh, spends a considerable amount of time in Washington. I was invited to meet Congressman Andrew Carson, uh, in his office for a meeting. He couldn't make it because he was hosting the iftar that that evening, so he was busy. So the person who was arranging that meeting said, hey, there's going to be an iftar. Would you like to come meet the congressman at the iftar? And I said, if I'm invited, sure, I'd love to. So she told me, this person said, I'm going, you'll be my guest. I said, is that okay? She said, yes, I cleared it. You're coming as a guest. As I was walking into the Capitol Visitor Center, that's part of the Capitol complex, I said, by the way, who's coming to this event? And she said, oh, you'll have imans and you'll have congressional staffers. And you'll also have members of Congress who are, you'll have Rashida Talib, and you'll have Ilan Omar. I said, oh, interesting. And literally that was as I was walking down the steps. If you know how the Capitol Visitor Center looks, you walk down, it's like an underground complex underneath the U.S. capitals, this vast uh, array of meeting rooms. And it's like where we, all the tours originate, they have events. And that's, that was, so that was, I didn't wake up in the morning and say, today I'm going to establish a relationship with those two individuals. <laughs> okay. When I walked into the room, everyone was lining up to get the food because it was, it was like sunset. It was like, yeah, that's when they break their fast. I walked into the room. Obviously, I had eaten that day, so and I can't eat the food regardless. Right. And it, was, it wasn't a big crowd. There were maybe a, in total, maybe 50, 60 people in total, but there were like 40, maybe 30 or 40 people lining up to eat. And they were there, like walking around. And I introduced myself. That was the whole it wasn't a meeting. It wasn't a we were sitting down to break bread. It was uh I mean, they broke bread. I was there just to observe. I was there and and I, I figured I said to myself, and I and I believe it was the right thing to do. My objective is always to meet people. My objective is always to develop relationships with members of Congress as a lobbyist. My objective is to establish relationships. But obviously, with those two individuals, it's a little bit more complicated. So I said to myself, in Hebrew, they say his damn It was an opportunity that presented itself. I said, hey, let me introduce myself. And I walked over to them. To first it was Omar, then it was Talib. And I said, I introduced, I said what well, my name was. My name is Ezra Friedland. or I'm a lobbyist. I'm here on Capitol Hill. I said, I don't want to, there's obviously a lot that I could say that I disagree with you, but this is not the time, the right time to do that. You said that? You actually said that to them? I, I said it to both. I said, that's how I introduced myself. I said, but you do have an important voice, you have a powerful voice more than you think. And I said that for a reason. So words matter. And I spoke, then we spoke about, it. I said, you know, it's it's uh Ramadan, and I live next to a Muslim community, a Pakistani community. Years ago, we didn't hear about Ramadan. Today we hear more people wear more on their sleeves. And how does it how do and she said, Ezra is a name that's from the Bible, it's the prophet. I think she, I think she said her daughter's name was Isra with a similar name. It was a very, uh, it was a, you know, just a nice civic convers civil conversation that had. We didn't get into anything controversial. We didn't. I didn't praise her. I didn't condone what she was saying. It was it, in many ways, it was a difficult conversation because obviously there was a lot that i had want would have liked to have a discussion about but it wasn't the right time to do that but i but yeah i'm going on so what, I yeah and i
0: want to i want to read the tweet cuz like you mentioned earlier yeah, read, that, read that that's fair entirety. You, you, read it, read it. okay well i'm reading the part where after you mentioned the the iftar you no, said no, no, you, I think, I think you should
1: read it in its entirety if you if you uh, don't mind if you No it's
0: not i'm gonna, I'm going to i'm going to i'm going to pull it up here it will take a minute to pull it up but while i'm
1: I, I have it in front of me i have it in front
0: of me okay Oh, here it is. It was invited by a guest of uh, Representative Andre Carson as a plus one to the Muslim congressional staff for IFTA in the U.S. Capitol, where I utilized the opportunity to lay the foundation for future communication with Elon Omar and Rashida Thayyib as easier as it would be not to engage in conversation. I believe to my core, not communicating is even more risky. I had no idea what to expect when I entered the room, but the reception could not have been warmer. Hopefully it can lead to mutual understanding somewhere down the road, even if it's a remote possibility.
1: Right, even if it's a remote possibility. So my tweet was very direct that I'm acknowledging there's a remote possibility that something could come out of this. I'm not, I, 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 if you look at the photographs, it wasn't where I posed standing next to them in a friendly, like we're, we're all, we're old booze buddies. No, it was a conversation where you see there was in a certain intensity and I wanted to convey that. So the, so, you know, a, a photo has a thousand, what is their photos worth? A thousand words. Yeah. So the person looks at it and doesn't say, Oh, he's, Chumming up and they're having a nice conversation. That was the imagery that I wanted to project. And now, of the sensitivities involved.
0: What I think some people would wonder is where would you draw the line? You know, would you meet with KKK people? Would you meet with neo Nazis, Kanye West, Nick Fuentes? It, it, it did, is there any red line where there are people who, even their leadership and their influential, you say this is person is too vicious?
1: It, it depends for what purpose we're meeting. Again, I didn't set out that morning to go meet with those two individuals. I was in a room with them, and I introduced myself. Now, I obviously, I didn't have to go over to them. I could have sat in my chair, but there was no purpose for me being in that room if not to meet people and to network and to perhaps down the road develop a relationship. To answer your question directly, meeting in and it of itself, if it serves a constructive purpose, should be applauded. This whole notion of not speaking to someone is absurd. Now, obviously, if you're going to meet with an anti-Semite and has no constructive purpose, don't meet that person. Don't meet. What's what's the point? Now, if I'm sitting on a train and and this Wente is, is there, I'm not going to leave the train. I may not speak to him, but I might say, hey, why did you say this and that thing? If, again, it depends in what context the that encounter uh, ensues. It, it, it really depends on how you, on and how it develops. Here, I was at an star dinner, so there was an opportunity to engage in a conversation without justifying what she said, without condoning what she said, without. Uh, you no,
0: know, you're not giving her credibility. It's not like you're walking into her office and posing for a photo op. That that you're yeah, you're. It's a right. circumstantial it, thing. That right. I can understand it, that. That's, and it, what is the constructive purpose? If you could just. Describe that in a concrete way.
1: We don't know. I don't know if if I will ever see that person again in my life. I mean, I probably will see her walking in the halls of the Capitol as I did in the past. Now, I never walked over to her as I ordinarily would with other members of Congress and introduced myself because I knew it was this was a hot potato, like I should be careful. So I would never if I would see her in the halls of the Capitol, I would just, you know, Walk past her, and she would walk past me, and I don't think she noticed me because you know there's a lot of people coming and going. But at the end of the day, this the, an opportunity presented itself. It was an iftar. Obviously, they're Muslims, so they're there. I was invited because I was a guest of someone. I'm a lobbyist. It's in the U.S. Capitol. It's neutral territory. It's. It was just. It, it, you know, it, people today, unfortunately, feel that if I don't agree with you. Then I have no business talking to you, and you don't have business talking to that person too. And if you do, you're doing something wrong. That's that, that's absurd. I remember when I was invited by president, then President Trump. You know, the Trump White House had a Hanukkah reception. Yeah, I was invited, and obviously I went. And people in the Democratic Party, friends of mine, would call me and say, "Ezra, how dare you go to the White House meeting with that president with that person?" Whatever I don't remember the exact word that they used, and I said in 1943, Jews, rabbinim marched on Washington, could not get in to see President Roosevelt because he wouldn't let them in through the front door. Literally, I will never refuse an invitation by the President of the United States. Now I'm not, I'm not equating Trump to Roosevelt. Roosevelt has Jewish blood on his hands. He could have saved Jews and he didn't. It's a fact. not my opinion that that's a fact and i'm not i'm just saying that i will engage in conversation if i feel it could has a constructive purpose now i i this is my line of work i know people will criticize me for saying it but i'm not going to apologize for it and i understand i look a certain way so people will equate me with being a rabbinic figure even though i am not i'm a private businessman at the beginning you you uh Alluded to me as asking, and I said, let's redo it because I don't, I am not an Askin, I am a private businessman. I just paid my taxes today and and uh, <laughs> I earn a living and 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 I happen to look a certain way. And it does, I understand that it comes with a certain level of responsibility because at the IFTR, Congressman uh Andrew uh, uh Carson uh said, Oh, we have with us a rabbi here today. And I interrupted him and said, No, I'm the son of a rabbi and I look like a rabbi, but I'm not a rabbi. <laughs> And, and I
0: and I don't know if you meant to equate uh, Trump and Elon Omar either, because even those
1: who no, have no, issues no, with no, Trump. No. But... I don't want to equate. All I'm saying is that the notion that you cannot you cannot approach someone because you you disagree vehemently with that person is wrong, and it's counterproductive. And it was never Jewish policy to be that way. People met with Adolf Eichmann if it served a constructive purpose. Now people will throw that back at me and say. What constructive purpose? And I don't know what that constructive purpose will be, but that's none of your business. I was having a conversation, and I was, I was, I was trying to uh, just be cordial and be respectful, and and life goes on. Now I want to ask you,
0: and you alluded to this a little bit. Do you have some sort of das Torah? Do you have rabbanim who these types of situations where it really could be a shaila? I think Kashgafa, maybe even halacha, people who are arguably supporters of terror or at least support you know the Palestinian cause the anti-israel cause the BDS movement um
1: do you have any das terror that you consult with oh well, look I I did to be honest I didn't ask a uh, Shiila before I didn't and I I don't think there was a need to ask someone before uh I would probably ask my father the list the list if 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 anyone I would ask him and I've, I've, I've had certain conversations. With him over the years. Can I say that I asked this question? I don't I don't recall. I will. It's actually you give me a good idea over Shabbos. I will ask him that question. Uh, Curious uh, to hear his response. But then again, we're, we're, we're talking about a an environment in which I met with two House members who, by the way, have they have influence in the Democratic Party what you know whatever you say that's a fact and I, and I and i and you you know people in the democratic party can deny it but at the no end they of the
0: do day, i mean that's what scares a lot of us but they do they
1: they are yeah, yeah, look, very they are, influential they they have a voice i understand it's only it's only a, a a handful of members who identify as the squad but at the end of the day there's still a certain level of influence i agree with that and 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 that means that we have to work with them doesn't mean that you are obviously not you're not gonna vote for them, but you cannot ignore them. You cannot ignore them now. You have to be, I understand it. We have to be open-minded and we shouldn't have our heads, our heads in the sand and say, oh, we're gonna work with everyone, and people are now gonna twist and turn my words and say, Ezra said we should work with them. I, I'm not saying I said there there's a responsibility to develop a certain level of communication. Now, you know, again, maybe it's going to lead nowhere, and, I, and I'm not responsible for the Jewish community. I'm one person. As I said before, I run my own company, but I, I did it because the, an opportunity presented itself.
0: Now, there were those critics who uh, compared this, or at least connected this to the fringe extremist groups who go and meet with the Ayatollah and, and go and meet with, with Mahmoud Abbas. I'm sure you're familiar with these extremists who, in my opinion, are reprehensible, are just disgraceful people. Can you respond to that?
1: Uh, Mahmoud Abbas, I mean, everyone meets with Mahmoud Abbas. He's the, uh, uh, I think you meant Ahmed Adjinejad. I, 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 yeah. they were the Ayatollah, yeah, and the Turk right, character. Right. Well, there's a major difference, and I'll tell you why. Because they proactively get on an airplane or made it a business to go and take pictures with them and hug them and praise them and encourage them. I mean, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's again, you're, you're, the, 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 it's the mushal and the nimshel Don't, 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 don't jive. I was in a room at an iftar and I introduced myself and I had a civil conversation, which I think is the right thing to do. And I think it's the responsible thing to do when you're at an event with with uh, members of Congress who happen to be Muslim, and I happen to be Jewish. I think it, there's a certain level of of uh, of cordial behavior that's expected, and we didn't get into any substantive conversation about any other hot button topics that they're most known for. And this- we spoke about the, <clears throat> the ends of Ramadan, and that's that was the whole conversation.
0: All right, so it begs the question, if you get a phone call tomorrow from a senior staffer of Ilhan Omar saying, you know what, I want you to come down. You met the Congresswoman. We want to have a conversation with you. What would you respond?
1: I, I would go. Sure. Absolutely. So, so you would go. Okay. absolutely. Yeah, I, I I she's, she's a member of Congress and you want to have a meeting? I depend, I, like, why not? Absolutely. Well, again,
0: but it is it just to bring this to its logical extension, it is possible that the Natura Carta also was at some kind of iftar, was at some kind of you know, no, function. No, 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 In no. other words, you're a step that. away. They go from, they, they, again, that, and I'm just wondering how people are going to kind of view this. Is you're a step oh, away from them going and no, having
1: that meeting no, no, no. and getting on a plane? They're going on an airplane, and they're hugging Ahmadinejad and they're encouraging him and they're praising him. There's a, there's a, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's. You can't, you can't equate the two. You're, 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 you're not being fear. It's, it's not. It's you you it's, again, I'm I'm repeating myself. It's uh, it's the Mizrach and Mare. It it's the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. If I went to their office and I walked out of the office and I said, I'm here with Representative uh, Omar, and I gotta tell you, she's she's doing a fantastic job and I support her, then obviously you could you can make you can try to make a, 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 a an equation say I'm supporting what she supports sitting down across the table from someone and having a conversation is not it cannot be compared to praising them or to or or or, 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 or to encourage them it's yeah, very look, simple every level headed person will agree with that
0: I totally understand. I, I I respectfully, I don't think that I disagree, that I agree. I respectfully disagree, but oh. I do respect that point And I do under, and I do appreciate that you clarified. I do appreciate your distinctions. I understand that the, the distinctions that you're making again, I don't know if that's going to make every critic, you know, to- totally calm down and uh, answer all probably, their questions. It
1: probably but... won't. It probably won't. <laughs> R- but R- uh... today, if you're not in my camp, then you're an anti-Semite. You're a Russia. You need to be destroyed. That's the nature of campaigns today. That we have such a, we can't accomplish anything in Washington because we cannot yeah
0: it's compromise. way too polarized.
1: It's very polarized and, and, it, and it has affected us in the Jewish community and it was never like that. We are a minority within a minority within a minority. We almost have no power. We almost have no power. And the only way we can accomplish anything is by developing relationships and by again, trying to maximize and leveraging a relationship. You never know. I remember years ago at the city council, there was also an anti, uh, there was a council member that was allegedly anti-Semitic. And I also maintained a relationship. Now I didn't tweet a photo with him. It didn't, the occasion didn't present itself, but that person was once responsive to me. Again, you never know when a, when a relationship could benefit. Now, Again, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate. People say, oh, it's all about Ezra Friedlander's clients. Yes, it could be it's about my client, but most of the time my clients happen to be Jewish organizations, or sometimes they're not, sometimes they're foreign governments. But yes, it, again, I'm not a representative of the Jewish community. I understand that I have a certain responsibility because of the way I look and the way I dress, and I, I respect it and I agree with that. But at the end of the day, I am an an individual,
0: and it sounds like that's you feel like that would be make a very big difference. And you know, it sounds like you you agree that if if you worked for the Aguda, if you worked for uh, uh, an an Askan organization or Askanas, an activist organization, a Jewish organization, then you could understand how uh, this criticism would be more warranted. Is that oh, what yeah, you're driving? At?
1: Oh, absolutely. If I if I work as in a, in a Jewish official in a in a capacity that I'm what you just, how you just uh, character idea? Yeah, I, I would obviously I would ask in advance. Absolutely, I mean even even <clears throat> excuse me even in my line of work, I in my representation of clients, I'm, you always need to receive prior authorization to make an offer. To or when you write something, you represent your client. Everything has to be discussed in advance. Obviously, I understand that if I was claiming to be. If I showed up at that iftar and i say, I'm here as a representative of the Jewish community, and I'm glad to be here, and I would put that in a tweet, people, understandably, would be upset, and rightfully so. But I came as an individual, as a private business person, and I had a civil encounter with two members of Congress, now obviously very, very controversial, again, rightfully so, and that was the extent of it. And if you if you think into what I'm saying, it won't look as outlandish as one may think off the cuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess we're going to leave it there, Ezra Friedlander, the lobbyist, not the Asken, and uh, but somebody who I have a lot of respect for, and I'm very grateful for the work that you do, and I appreciate you explaining your side of the story.
1: My pleasure. And I, and I want to leave you with this one. One sure. one notion. No, no political party represents Torah values. No political party understands truly our way of life. Obviously, you know, if you're a conservative Republican, there's a lot that you can that we can identify with. I get that. Believe me, I get that. But also, there are there are, there are issues that in the Democratic Party there are certain positions that are also uh, 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 somewhat in sync with with us, and I it it's it's too complicated a, a topic to get into. It. My point is is that when you are a Yiddin understand that the boundaries. I live in Borough Park. The boundaries of Borough Park are maybe 60th Street or 65th Street. There's a whole big world out there. We need the cooperation of everyone. And you never know the Yashia Kim. You know, I don't know how many people understand either, but I assume many, many, many people. You know, when yeah. you need it, when you need someone's help, suddenly you're, you're scratching and you're saying, okay, how can I get to A and how can I get to B? And I don't want to bring other people into this conversation, but I've been around the table where people approach conservative Republicans through the efforts of people who had relationships with them. People approached very progressive Democrats, we needed the cooperation, not we but they needed the cooperation of them and you'd be surprised how cooperative relate the, the how cooperation is 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 given when there is a relationship there the, the world of politics and governance is built solely on relationships it sounds uh, uh, like it, I'm throwing out a word but it it a lot yeah. of it boils down to that.
0: Yeah, look, you're somebody in the trenches, so you're somebody who lives and breathes it. And uh, it's true. I, it despite my having very strong political views, I'll tip who've been a divim, and it's been a masera in Kliiswell for, I guess you'd say, thousands of years to cozy up with any malchus any or any uh, any position, any person in a position of leadership uh, for a time when we're going to need them. Looking yeah, I mean, agree on well, that.
1: We're, we're in Gullus, so That That's that's a fact. No one could dispute that. Now, yeah. if, if you're if you want to be involved in the Republican Party because you feel that's closer to your point of view, God bless you. You should do that. But don't demonize the other side. Now, if you're a Democrat yeah. and, and you want to be a, a Democrat, God bless you. Don't demonize the other the other party. And at the end of the day, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm a registered Democrat because I live in New York City. And if, if you're not a Democrat, you're 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 not yeah. you're not you're not a part of the system. But I'm a, I'm, I, I don't identify. this is what I'm wearing now is not a Democrat and not a Republican. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a profession and I have my own political views. and people really don't know what my political views are. You know if you, if you would have dinner one night, you'd, you'd be very shocked of what I'm going to tell you. It, but <laughs> at the end of the day, there's a certain professionalism that that, that, that one must uh, uh, exercise when you represent your clients. And then you could have your own personal views, and do, one doesn't have to come at the expense of the other. Even though people say, "Oh, you're now selling your soul because you have clients," no, you're not selling your soul. This is, it's like the, it's like the plumber that that puts his hands in the garbage. You, see, you don't call the plumber and say, "Oh, you know, wear a suit." This is, yes. So is politics sometimes in governance? Sometimes in the gutter. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. But but you know what? There's a, there's a need for it. I know that I don't like to end this conversation talking about you know plumbing and and getting your hands dirty, but people sometimes need to get off their couches and understand that it's it's not one size fits all. There's a lot of nuances, a lot of nuances.
0: Okay, we will leave it right there. Thank uh, you. No, the lobbyist you a Freelander on the Vindus Podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you.